0: Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled If I Had a Million Dollars. If I Had a Million Dollars is a song sung by Canadian musical group Naked Ladies from their album called Gordon. It was composed by founding members Steve Page and Ed Robertson. The lyrics offer eccentric ideas about purchases one would make with a million dollars. The following is a list of things that the narrator suggests he would buy for his sweetheart if he had a million dollars. A house, furniture for the house, such as a Chesterfield or an Ottoman, a K car, such as a Plymouth Reliant, a tree fort, a little tiny fridge to put in the tree fort containing pre-wrapped sausages, a fur coat made of fake fur, an exotic pet, such as a llama or emu, the remains of John Merrick, a botched reference to Joseph Merrick, the elephant man, a limousine to drive to the store, more craft dinner, and expensive ketchup, Dijon ketchup to go with it, a green dress, but not a real one, or possibly not a very green one, some art, such as a Picasso or a Garfunkel, and lastly, a monkey, Money plays a large role in our Western economic sphere, granting power and prestige to those who enjoy lots of it, even though in many cases they didn't have to work for it. Wealthy families simply pass on the bullion to their progeny. Millionaires now own close to half of the world's wealth, according to the Global Wealth Report from Credit Suisse. The world's 46.8 million millionaires are now worth a combined trillion, or 44% of the world's total wealth. If you want to hang out with millionaires, Geneva has the highest density of super wealthy people per capita in the world. Singapore has the second highest concentration, followed by San Jose, the center of Silicon Valley, and the largest city in Northern California. Here are the top 10 countries for millionaires. Number one, the United States, 40%. Number two, China, 10%. Number three, Japan, 6%. Number four, the United Kingdom, 5%. Number five, Germany, 5%. Number six, France, 4%. Followed by Italy, Canada, and Australia with 3%. Then Spain, Netherlands, Switzerland, India, and South Korea with 2%. And lastly, Taiwan with only 1%. In contemporary society, everybody wants to be a millionaire. I'm not kidding. Everyone. It's a modern epidemic that rivals the Black Death, the infamous bubonic plague that swept through Europe in mid-17th century. In Russia, gangsters and hockey players both want to become millionaires. In Colombia, it's the drug lords and the soccer players. Here in the West, where circumstances are a little easier for people to become millionaires, even they are not content. They now want to become multimillionaires. You would think that owning a fleet of ships registered in Panama would be enough. Nope. These men now want to become billionaires. Who is responsible for this money madness, the crass lust for cash, the amorous avarice, the destructive force that creates such awful alliteration? The tendency is to blame government, an easy target. With their ingenious and motley techniques to coerce a gullible public into the adoption of compulsive gambling addictions. At first, we could wager only on the ponies and rarely got rich in the process. If you desired to become filthy rich in my father's day, you had to rub a four leaf clover and make a wager on a nag in the Irish sweepstake. Then you might pocket some cash. My father did this regularly, he never won. This transpired for years. We watched in envy as the little island of Ireland grew increasingly prosperous and harmonious. The excess cash, filtered down as Ronald Reagan and George Bush had predicted, to the general public, who would peacefully sip their dark stout and munch on the latest Irish gourmet delicacy, French fries. It didn't take long for clever politicians to catch on. After a mere decade or two, Moving at the warp speed of the medieval church and finally realizing that we truly enjoy this unprecedented opportunity to donate to Jane Stewart Lake Make Work Projects, the government decided to further bolster employment opportunity in our land through the introduction of lotteries. This immediately caught on so well that the politicians quickly added bingo, casinos, and slot machines to their repertoire. Gambling became a cash cow to be milked 24 hours a day, When our government's gambling initiatives inevitably amalgamate with others, we will then be able to play World Internet Lotto. When you win that one, you'll be hanging out with the likes of Donald Trump, Bruce Willis, and Saudi princes. Notice all guys. Back in the heady days of Watergate, Woodward and Bernstein, those intrepid reporters for the Washington Post, were advised by Deep Throat, a covert source, to follow the money. You can pretty much follow the money to unearth all sorts of government shenanigans. Of course, government has a unique way of covering up. They invent commissions and study groups that produce extensive documentation, such as that of the Warren Commission following the accidental death of JFK in Dallas. These massive collections of weighty material are available at university libraries. I visit there once a week or whenever I sense a bout of insomnia. Those of you on a fixed income, throw away your prescriptions. You could do the same at no further cost. I'm almost finished the Warren Commission's weighty report and remain just as confused as when I started. Here's a few more that will put you to sleep, although the government will say it's money well spent. The Report of the Atlantic Salt Fish Commission. A real page-turner. The Report of Commission of Inquiry into Freshwater Fish Marketing which sounds like a companion piece. And lastly, the report on the commission looking into why seniors are so poor and dependent on handouts. I made up the last one, but we could use it anyway. Our government has a website outlining how much money you need for retirement. How much you need to save depends on how you want to spend your retirement. They suggest that you think about your travel plans, your hobbies, your age when you retire, if you'll work after you retire, if you'll have children or grandchildren to support, where you want to live, and whether you'll have debt to pay, such as a mortgage or a loan. You know, the more I think about it, the more I realize that the Barenaked Ladies might be right. I do need a million dollars. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.